In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Apostle Paul tells us, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. And the prophet Zephaniah has this fascinating flag. The Lord, he will sing joyfully because of you as one sings at a festival. And joy can be a tricky thing because joy is not a virtue. Joy is not a power you can simply switch on or off. Joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It is a result of having the virtues. I wish to use a little anecdote from the life of Archbishop Fulton Sheen. You might know him, he's somewhat famous. I heard this, uh, him tell this story in one of his videos. And he said he was getting ready to take a trip to Rome and have an audience with the Pope, the Holy Father. And so he went to get his haircut in preparation for his trip. And he went to his regular, he said, rather curmudgeon Italian barber. And the barber said, what are you doing, Archbishop? Oh, I'm going to Rome. Really, what airline are you taking, the barber said. The Archbishop replied, TWA. Oh, that's a terrible airline. They always have mechanical problems. You'll be stuck at the airport forever. What hotel are you staying at in Rome? And the Archbishop said, the Excelsior. That flea-ridden place, you won't get a, a night's sleep while you're there. What are you going to do while you're there? I'm going to see the Pope, the Holy Father. Oh, you'll be there with 20,000 other people. You won't get within a mile of the man. The Archbishop went on his trip, came back, and went to see the barber. The barber said, well, Archbishop, how was your trip? The Archbishop said, oh, it was fantastic. The flight arrived and departed on time. Everything went smooth as silk. Went to the Excelsior, and it was one of the nicest hotels I've ever stayed in. And I was very fortunate to have five minutes of conversation with the Pope. Barbara said, my gosh, what did the Pope say? Archbishop replied, well, he looked me up and down and said, where did you get that terrible haircut? <laughs> and the point of that anecdote is to say, without the virtues, you just can't have joy. You'll simply have your own reactions to what may come or go. And you come or go, right? Like, for example, I have a great hope that the Packers will win today, and even though the Bears will go to the playoffs and win the division, they'll still know that they're our little stepchild and they can't beat us no matter what, right? But it might not happen. And if I don't have the virtue, then my joy can be lost. You might know this, this acronym, using the word joy for an acronym. You might have heard this that joy is the result of putting Jesus first, others second, yourself last, right? J-O-Y, Jesus, others, yourself. Jesus first, others second, yourself last. If that can happen, and it takes a lot of virtues, right? What kind of virtues? Prudence, knowing what things are rightly ordered. Temperance, how to not give too much or too little of something. Justice, rendering to others what they are due. Humility, thinking of others as better than myself, and so on and so forth. That striving to hear the, what do the crowds come to John the Baptist? They say, what should we do? They don't come and say, make us happy. They don't come and say, I have this problem. They don't come and say, what can you do for me? They say, what can we do? In essence, he's saying, think of Jesus first, others second, yourself 
third. Give to those who don't have. Don't collect unjust wages. Don't oppress. Be happy with what you got. I think of the life of St. Cecilia. St. Cecilia, the daughter of this aristocratic family, was at one of the feast days of the pagan gods. Remember, she lived in first, excuse me, third century Rome. She's a Christian. She's at the feast days of one of the pagan gods. These big festivals with singing and dance and so forth. Her father asked her to sing a song. Now, she can't sing to one of the pagan gods. They are false. So she starts to sing one of the psalms from the Bible that she's translated into Latin and sets in her own tones and skill. She's thinking of Jesus first, but she's also being obedient to her father, others second, herself third. This is very dangerous, right? At that time, Christianity is illegal. If you want to be a Christian, you can be executed in the Roman Empire. But that placing of Jesus first, others second, herself last, that's where Valerian first sees her and hears her and falls in love with her. And in that moment, she'll bring him to Christ, her brother to Christ, many others to Christ. Her witness of martyrdom will bring the Roman Empire to its knees. And see, it's when we make those sacrifices, and it's hard. Again, I don't know about you, I admit, you're probably all much more naturally virtuous than I am. I know when something happens, I think of myself right away. How does this fit into my schedule? What do I have going on today? Do I like this situation or not? Do I want to do this or not? It just happens. So it can be a struggle. But that struggle, that thinking of Jesus first, others second, myself third, leads to that joy and that palpable concrete awareness of that amazing thing that at Christmas, on the cross, bursting out of the tomb, God sings joyfully because of you as one sings at a festival. We can know that and touch that and experience that when we think of Jesus first, others second, and praise God ourselves dead last. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.